Welcome to She's Called and Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping Christian women cultivate inner confidence and make an impact while pursuing their calling. Are you ready to stop living your life on autopilot and giving your time and energy to things that don't satisfy you? You have a burning desire inside of you, and the longer you try to ignore it, the stronger it gets. You know it's time to take action towards your dreams and calling, but you wonder, is this really from God or is it just me? What if I put myself out there and I fail? Or my gosh, what if it works? I'm your host, Yolanda King, a mom, wife, entrepreneur, and empowerment social worker. I'm obsessed with helping you unlock your potential and live out your calling with confidence. Each week, I will share with you behind the scenes of living out your God-given calling, inspiring stories and strategies that help build the life you love. Are you ready? I know you are. Let's do this. Hey friend, welcome back to the She's Called and Confident podcast. So on today's podcast episode, I'm so excited to interview our next guest speaker, Alana Palm. Alana is a Christ-centered cognitive behavior therapy coach who specializes in helping Christian women in emotional pain to heal their soul so they can stop the downward spiral and wake up joyfully every single day. Alana's transformational result-based set-free method is based on four pillars. Know your identity and worth in Christ. Experience God's love so you can love yourself and others. Move through life's storms with grace and peace and live in the space of purpose and surrender. Women gain deep awareness about who they are in Christ, experience God's love on a whole new level, and confidently living in their kingdom purpose from a place of peace and surrender. You know I love this. <laughs> Alana's ministry, Wake Up Joyfully, is based on Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. If you want to set free your soul so God's light can shine through even more brightly, Alana can help with this. If you want to set free your soul so God's light can shine through even more brightly, Alana can definitely help with this. So without further ado, here's Alana. Okay, you guys, I'm so excited to introduce to you my next podcast guest, Alana Palm. So Alana, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Okay, so I'm going to start off with an icebreaker question. So are you ready? I am. All right. If you were stuck on an island, you can only take three things. What three things would you take and why? I would take a Bible and I would take a lighter and a water purifier. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Very practical. <laughs> like, what am I going to oh, need? I yeah. need and water. <laughs> yeah, but I love these questions because sometimes you get to see people's personality and I love right off the back, you're like, Bible. <laughs> I know. What are the most important things? Bible, heat, and, you know, water, right? We all need, we need all those things for life, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay, so I want the listener to know a little bit about you and really, honestly, your journey to finding your calling and, and where you're at right now. Yeah, I'd love to share. So it's been an interesting journey to finding my calling. And I would say, you know, it was born out of a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of confusion. When I was young, I went through uh, narcissistic abuse as a child, and I really didn't know who I was. And I actually hated myself for many years. 
when I was 12, I realized that I could take my own life and I started planning how I was going to do that. And I felt like a sense of freedom in when the time comes, I can actually die and I don't have to be in this pain anymore. And so I planned it out and I'm glad I didn't really have a way that was immediate that would work because I, I honestly don't think I'd be here today if I did. Like if we had guns in the house or anything that I could have just taken, I would have, I would definitely wouldn't be here. So I'm really glad I didn't have access to anything except pills. So when I was 16, I finally attempted suicide with pills and was very sick. Um, for three days, I was in the hospital and they set me up with a counselor. And that was the first time I realized that I had believed lies, that the things I thought about myself were not true and that I actually was a good person. I wasn't this awful human being that should never have been born, that I was really that I was supposed to be here. And that was a huge realization for me. And I think that's where the path of healing began because I started to realize that I maybe I wasn't as worthless as I believed I was. So started on, you know, counseling and reading self-help books and just kind of getting my hands on anything. Went away to university, you know, did the career that I thought that I was meant to do, which was being a teacher. So it was a respectable career. Wanted something where people would look up to me and I wanted to be successful. So I pursued that. But in the midst of that, I just got into a lot of drinking, drugs, anything that would make me happy. I got into a lot of um, sexual adventures and just wanted something to fill that void even though I'd done some work on myself there was still this void inside and I didn't know how to really fill it it was kind of this bottomless pit of trying everything I could and nothing worked for more than like a short amount of time and so when I was uh, 29 I was working in my first teaching job in Canada I taught in England for a few years and I was back in Canada I taught in this school that was this beautiful school beautiful grade six class that I shared with this woman um, who was who had been teaching for a lot longer than I had and she was a mentor to me she taught me how to do things that were new to me like report cards and you know the way the curriculum could work together in different ways and it was amazing and I also taught grade five but mostly focused on this grade six class and I was sharing it with her half time there was another teacher at the school who we both got close to she ended up starting to date him and she had broken up with the boyfriend she'd been with for a few years and but the boyfriend was still staying at her place when he would come into town so he ended up tapping her phone and finding out that she was seeing this other man and so long story short he basically had her lure him to a parking lot where he shot him when the gunshot went off um, this man this other teacher turned sideways and the bullet went through the fatty tissue in his stomach and out the other side so he was bleeding and he was on the ground and he he called the police and told them what had happened and told them where he thought this man was taking because he had you know, my teaching partner, Angela, in the passenger seat drove off and the police found them and put a spike belt down on the road. And by the time they got to the car, he had killed him, killed himself and also killed her. And it was um, devastating, terrible, awful. Um, I didn't know how to handle it. I was very much into the new age belief system at the time where I thought, that good things happened if we put out positive and everything seemed really good. And then all of a sudden this just shattered my belief system, shattered my world. I didn't know how to counsel these grade six kids who were just in so much pain over it and front page of the paper. Like these things, you know, don't often happen in, you know, Ontario, Canada. And so it was just a really big thing. And I ended up going to counseling. The school board paid for my counseling, but even more so, 
this something really hit me. And I knew another teacher at the school, not very well, but I knew she went to church. So literally a week after the shooting, I was sitting in the same church I still go to today. And this was 12 years ago. And I just was mesmerized by the way they presented the gospel. And I didn't even really fully buy into the gospel at that point. I still believed in the universe and the law of attraction, but I knew something with that theory was wrong. And so sitting in church week after week, hearing the word of God, but more, more importantly, at the time, hearing the life application part of it, because I wasn't ready to hear about Jesus. I was ready to hear about, okay, so the Bible says to be kind, but this is how you be kind, or this is how you forgive. But I wasn't interested in really who Jesus was at that time. I just wasn't ready. And then all of a sudden, one day, about a year after I had started going there, my, he opened my heart and I started hearing my pastor talk about Jesus for the first time since I'd been going to that church. Now he talked about Jesus every weekend, but I just wasn't ready to hear it. And so it just opened my heart. And that was the day I gave my life to the Lord, terrified because I didn't want to give up control, but I did. And that began the journey of real healing and real transformation of really unpacking all of those belief systems from when I was young and knowing more so what was a lie and what was truth. And then more opportunities came where I had a baby girl and she was this beautiful baby girl who I couldn't enjoy because I was so stressed. I was hypervigilant. I had postpartum anxiety. It was really bad. And I didn't know how to, I was scared actually that I wasn't going to be a good mom because of my experiences when I was young. I didn't want to pass on any of that to my child. So I almost didn't become a mother, but then God gave me a word to just let go and get off birth control and just see what he did. And I was like, well, maybe I can't get pregnant. Maybe, maybe this won't happen, but then it did. And I just took it as an opportunity to say, okay, Lord, you've given me this child inside me, please take this fear away from me. And so he did, he started giving me more peace about it. But then when she was born, I took the control back into my own hands and said, if she's going to turn out well, I need to make sure everything's aligned. Everything's perfectly organized. She gets her naps at this time and this time and this time every day and her food at this time and this time and this time. And it was like nothing would deviate from that. It just ended up being very stressful and not joyful, which I know is not the way it's supposed to be, but I'm sure I'm not the only one out there who's struggled with postpartum and has had that time of like disconnection and, and not really being the mother that we want to be. And so then I, I ended up getting involved in a program that seemed very amazing, Christian-based, um, which ended up being very abusive, manipulative, and a cult at the end of it. And so I thought that this was like a wonderful way of doing personal development and with a Christian organization that was seemingly drawing me closer to God, but I didn't realize until I was in it for about a year and a half that it was actually ripping me apart completely. And by the time I got out of it, I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know my identity. It had been stripped down to nothing. And it was amazing because it, it was so bad that I can't explain it in words. Like it was really that bad. I went through deprogramming therapy. I was seeing two other therapists in addition to that one. I spent most of the summer, you know, in my dark room with the curtains pulled, not understanding what had happened to me, being in so much confusion, being in this huge trauma bond with the leader. And it was, it was really bad. Um, and there were times I thought about ending my life again, because I didn't know if I was ever going to get out of that place. But I had my daughter and I had my husband and I had God and I knew that wasn't the right choice. So I just fought through it day after day, believing and hoping that one day he was going to 
lift this darkness that was over me. And he did. And he brought, you know, within that lifting of the darkness, he brought this beautiful purpose as he allowed me to rebuild my identity, because at that point, I didn't have one. And I I got to just really build my identity on a firm foundation of who he said I was. And it was almost a beautiful storm of getting stripped down to nothing. And then seeing how he allowed that space for me to dive into his word more and really understand who I was in him. And so I ended up developing this program out of all of the things I've been through and realizing what finally worked, like regardless of how abused we've been, how torn down we've been, we don't know who we are, we feel far from God. And he taught me these seven principles of what I needed to do in order to get back to like a better version of me, the version of me that I had always believed was possible, but because I wasn't fully surrendered, I don't believe God was able to really work in me as much as he wanted to, because I was still in this place of wanting control. I wanted to be sometimes the God of my own life. And so he taught me that the first core principle is identity, knowing our identity in him, being grounded in that, rooted in that. The second is knowing our worth and value in him and not in the world. And the third is love, like his love for us. How do we experience his love, love who he created us to be, and then share that love with our neighbor? And then how do we navigate relationships? God built us to be in community with people. So how do we actually be in that community and work through difficult <laughs> difficulties with people, right? Because that happens, right? We all have our own personality and our own stories and how do we work through that? So that was the next one. And then it came down to how do we navigate the storms of life? Because, you know, God promises our life won't always be easy. So how do we get through those times where all we're seeing around us is the wind and the waves, and we don't know how to focus on Jesus? So what do we do in those circumstances? And then purpose, what is our purpose? What is his vision and purpose for us? And how do we live out our calling and our assignment? And then finally surrender, just completely surrendering. After we've done all this work, we know who we are. We know our worth and value. We've learned these tools that we can use to navigate circumstances and relationships. And we know our purpose. Then how do we let it all go and really surrender and rest in who he is, his character, that he is good, that he does have a plan for us that is good and that we can believe in his promises and that ultimately he's our protection and our provision. So, so it's a beautiful journey of really being at the bottom of the well and seeing the areas inside me that were not working well because of my past and really owning that owning my story, owning responsibility around these things, and now being in a place of sharing it authentically, vulnerably, safely, because I know that I've healed from a lot of those things. And I've had wise counsel, and now being able to help other women and comfort them with the same comfort God has given me. I think it's beautiful how it just ties into the reason why we're here today, which is your event called Rooted in God's Love. And just watching your journey from, from the very beginning and just re- really bringing it home with your program that you described um, so beautifully and eloquently. <laughs> but also just to know like there's an opportunity for you to become whole in God's love with the beautiful special event that Lana is, Alana is hosting. And I want you to tell us a little bit behind that I feel like you kind of gave us inspiration behind that with your story 
Um, but tell us a little bit about why should the listener sign up for the event and what can they expect? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so the inspiration behind the event was really about, you know, the core of what we get to, to be as Christians. And this is specifically for Christian women. So how do we stay rooted and grounded in God's love? You know, how do we, how do we love who he created us to be and stop condemning ourselves? How do we live into his greater purpose for us? How do we know our worth and value in him and not in the world? So all of those things, like really being planted in him, which is, you know, talked about in Ephesians. I, I love the title of it. The audience can really expect amazing group of speakers who are all talking on some aspect of kind of having pain to purpose in some way in their life, because almost everyone has had a pain to purpose story. And I'm, you know, I've interviewed a cognitive neuroscientist, best-selling authors, ministry leaders that, you know, again, they're at the place they're at now, but they weren't always there. And they, at some points in their life, didn't know what God was doing, just like many of us. And so, and I even have a a woman on who was literally face to face with a shark who um, took off most of her arm and she prayed that God would protect her as she swam away from the shark 40 feet. She had to swim to the boat that was docked waiting for her as she was out snorkeling and with, you know, her arm gone. And, you know, some of these stories that are just crazy to think about. And yet what the Lord has done in these women's lives. And I have one gentleman as well. And his wife were talking about even being rooted in God's love through marriage and what, how in all areas of our life, regardless of where we're at, regardless of our circumstances, are we rooted in God's love and experiencing his freedom? Or are we living in a prison, like a self-made prison cell that we're still in bondage, that we're not really rooted and grounded in him because we're not fully trusting him. We're not fully believing him. So it's really a how-to on how we get to be rooted and grounded in his love and the benefits of that because of the joy and the freedom and the peace that we get when we are. Well, I can guarantee the listener because um, a few weeks ago we did an interview um, for this event. So you definitely want to go and register and and, uh, sign up for the event because I've shared a lot of stories, but there are a couple stories that I've never shared um, that I did share with Alana. So go check that out. It was such a beautiful, beautiful interview. Um, And I just felt like the Holy Spirit, Alana. I felt the Holy Spirit as you're talking about the people that that you interviewed. I just felt like this is going to be a massive anointed wave of the wholeness of God in touching people that need to be healed, that need to be whole, um, because that's where we can really become the person that we were destined to become. It's absolutely beautiful. So where can the listener find more information on how to register? Yes. So, so it's, it, it, you know, the story behind the name of my website, wakeupjoyful.com. So they can go to www.wakeupjoyful.com and wake up joyful is the name of my ministry because it was kind of born out of, you know, we all kind of think, you know, what, what's going to be the name for our ministry or and we wait for God to reveal something to us. Right. And, and for you, it was, she's called and confident, which is so beautiful, right. For this podcast name. And, and for me, wake up joyful came because every morning I just dreamed of waking up joyful. I just wanted to wake up joyful in the Lord and I didn't know when that was going to happen. And this whole ministry was born out of this 
this desire to wake up joyful and be able to jump out of bed and live a life that honored him again. And I didn't feel like at the time I was, but I knew that it was possible. And as this program was birthed, it became possible. And now I do wake up joyful every single morning, living in my purpose, living healed and whole and in a place of trust and peace and faith. And it's beautiful. So www.wakeupjoyful.com. And we will make sure to put it in the show notes, put it down below for you to register. Um, I don't know if you saw me, I was getting tearful. <laughs> I was getting teary, which by the way, I'm a very sensitive ha- uh, person, but to get tearful, um, it's just an added extra layer. And so that should tell you how, how God is touching lives even through the story Lana was sharing and, and the journey of really healing yourself and releasing guilt, shame. It's just wonderful to hear everybody's individual story and just knowing that you, the listener, also has a, and a very important story that's going to bless others. And this event could help unlock some of the things that you didn't even know was inside of you or some things that you've been holding back. Mm. And so I highly, I highly suggest check the event out, register. This is something that you do not want to miss. Amen. Absolutely. Yes. We'd love to see all the ladies there. It's going to be an amazing event and it's free. It's a free event. So when they go and register for it, they can watch all of the interviews for free. And all of the uh, interviewees are bringing a, um, a free gift to the table, some kind of gift to give. So it's amazing because they get this free value and then they get even more because everyone's giving a free gift, including you. So, so it's, yeah, it's going to be a beautiful event for sure. And I love the words and I appreciate them so much that God is going to, to work in it because I believe the same thing. I believe he has these messages are for these ladies out there who have been feeling stuck, feeling down, feeling discouraged, and they're going to listen to these stories and they're going to be uplifted and they're going to be able to have that greater grounding in God and really, you know, wake up more joyful and peaceful and love filled than maybe they've experienced in a while. So thank you for those beautiful words. Absolutely. So let's close with this, Alana. What does confidence mean to you? Yeah, that's such a great question. And you know, it's interesting because that word has changed a lot over the years, just as I've gotten closer to the Lord. And my my Facebook group is actually called Confident Courageous Christian Women, because I believe that we get to be confident. You know, a lot of times we we hold ourselves back and we want to be, you know, humble, right? But but you can be confident and humble at the exact same time. But the confidence gets to come from who we are in Christ, our identity in him, our worth in him, that deeper level of confidence in what he says about us and knowing that we are daughters of the king, right? That we are fearfully and wonderfully made and for a long time in my life, I thought confidence was in, you know, the way I looked or what I did or my career or whatever that show was that I was putting on that act. You know, if I was doing the right things, then then I could be confident. But then I finally realized that confidence is not something we need to work for. It's something that we can just be because of the way God has created us in his image. So that's what confidence means to me. Absolutely love it. Beautiful. So where is your favorite place to hang out online? I am always in my Facebook group, Confident Courageous Christian Women. I am in there every day. There is an amazing group of women in there. I do lots of free events. 
And I often do like an experiencing God's love intensive every two or three months. I'll do that. All of the uh, masterclass series connections and conversations will be going on in that group as well. So feel free to join me there. Confident, courageous Christian women. Amazing. We'll make sure to put your social media links, the Facebook group, and also the link to the event so people could register. Lana, it's been an amazing uh, time talking to you. I just want to thank you. I'm so excited for uh, Rooted in God's Love to be a big success. Um, So thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blessing. 